0: Hey crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Today, let's uh, talk a little bit about the uh, body part. Uh, you, one of yours. Well no, maybe not yours specifically. Uh, let's talk about the shoulder, the shoulder joint. Uh, we're going to be looking at this through an old school lens obviously because that's what we do around here. The way the old schoolers, the early physical culturists and actually uh, many indigenous uh, tribes uh, saw it, how they moved uh, made, uh, moved through planes of motions and used the shoulders in ways that are distinctly anthropo- uh, anthropologically proven to be different from how we do it today and how that might result in the, many of these shoulder maladies that we have now. So uh, this, what we're discussing here can be going for the combat athlete looking to gain the strength and the power and the stamina in full range of motion, but it also stands for the non-athletic man or woman who experiences some shoulder pain, neck pain, elbow pain, hell, even finger numbness while sleeping. Again, old school thought, even addresses, they address all these, there's seeing there's a connection between healthy shoulder girdle and uh, headaches a good posture. I mean, and it's not the real posture ramrod assumption you might make. Anyway, let's get on with this. All right, here, ready for an obvious statement? Uh, Powerful shoulders are vital to the combat athlete, and also to the life warrior who chooses to interact with the planet rather than simply, you know, view all the wonderful Instagram photos or National Geographic quality things of people doing, you know, action things, right? I mean, if you're going to engage in combat, we're talking grappling, swinging a tomahawk, swinging a stick, throw a punch, or you're engaging in survival, hoisting yourself out of a building. If you want to swim, you want to climb, hell, you want to skulk in a low crawl because you're on an ambush, What have you? I mean, all these require not only strength, but stamina and a full use of the fluidity of this ball and socket joint. I mean, and again, the ball and socket joint, the shoulders have to be healthy. Now, let's uh, address some less obvious old school claims for shoulder fitness. I mean, the, the older, early old schoolers uh, claimed that poor shoulder use, uh, you know, caused some headaches. You know? So they said uh, you could actually be experiencing pain from extended sitting or standing, I think, during our day, which they weren't even doing then when we we're sitting and just in our vehicles and go, oh man, I'm all tight and tense from this. They're saying proper shoulder work can give you some relief from tennis elbows, golfers' elbows, lifters' elbow, etc. Even relief from carpal tunnel syndrome, relief, relief from finger tingling, numbness. Again, the improved posture, improved breathing, and uh, improved circulation via the postural uh, correction. Now, that, that, there's a lot of claims going on there, and then we'll examine each of these. But be advised, there is no single aspect of conditioning that covers all bases. All right, uh, what we're discussing here is the shoulder battery, like what we use in the unloaded conditioning program. And this will go a long way to strengthen. and and lead to improvement in the areas we just mentioned and that will also be bolstered by the addition of the unloaded neck and trap battery and the warrior walking program that ensures that you're carrying this material uh, into everyday life and not merely the limited gym time because let's face it no matter what we do whether it's for strengthening or if we're doing it for uh, rehab or a prior injury we're not really doing the exercise if you do a session of PT let's say you run 45 minutes in the PT session you think I'm doing this for a corrective and then we go back and do everything else as we normally do in everyday life well you're spending Uh, you know, 24 hours minus 45 minutes doing the non-corrective, well, 45 minutes only. That's not going to remedy it. It's like, you know, taking a pill that says I only want this to work for 45 minutes after that. I want the malady the remainder of the time. Old school thought says you're trying to carry whatever it is you're doing uh, to correct or strengthen uh, around with you 24-7. Hell, even while you sleep. Okay, now let's uh, first let's do in a little bit of an assessment. Uh, uh, unless you're, you're you know listening to this driving or something like this, whenever you get a shot, get yourself in front of a full length mirror. Bathroom mirror is just fine. I want you to stand before that, and uh, make no concessions to so called good posture. That is, you don't stand there uh, ramrod straight and thing and see. You're not having your photo taken. You're just looking at this. Look at yourself. Simply stand as you think you normally do. When you have to go that first few uh, moments of awkwardness because you're going, is this how I stand? I want you to turn in profile to the mirror if you can. And do your shoulders look like they round forward toward the chest, even minorly? uh I mean, answer that i mean then uh, if uh y- even if they don't i want you to pretend to reach forward as if working with a tool or typing do your shoulders round forward again during the task is it merely your arm reaching forward is there a pronounced uh, curve at the nape of the neck the uh, vertical vertebra you know like if you reach back behind you for the top of the shoulders in uh to the uh, occipital bulge in the back of the head is that a big pronounced inward curvature there or is it somewhat flattened uh now, take a look at your arms there. Do they hang naturally? I mean, allow them to go relax. Just, just let them go limp there. Do they hang naturally and freely along the exact middle of the side of the ribs? Or do they hang a bit in front of the rib midline? Look at your hands. Do the palms face in uh, with the thumbs pointing forward? If, as if uh, you were you doing that standard hitchhiker thumb gesture, if you were to put some stress, I mean, you know, you know, stick that thumb out there, do they face forward? Or are they slightly in towards the crotch? Uh, Old schoolers would tell you in all these things, they're looking for these shoulders to be well set, well back. We see this in indigenous populations as well. Well set, well back. Hell, this is even while carrying things. When you carry things, there's a tendency for we round those shoulders forward. They're really meant to be set back. Uh, so often what we see is people was you know standing with the uh, not only with a little bit of a rounding shoulders and if you think your shoulders aren't rounded or at least not yet uh, or as often we see the hands kind of a bit of a back of hand forward exposing some of the 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 hand at the fore a little bit more of the palm to the rear now let's turn and face that mirror again assume this good posture position and uh, watch yourself breathe while you're uh, doing this uh, this so you, can, you can take a deep breath if you want. You don't have to, but as your while you do the take this deep breath, as your chest uh, kind of rise up with it and jut out, or is this more of a chest expansion? Are we seeing more of the belly diaphragmatic expansion? Now, contrary to what a lot of advice is on the breathing, because a lot of people say, "Well, you got to breathe from the diaphragm. We got to see this move in and out." This is actually not the way the indigenous populations. Uh, even when we're looking at extent, I uh, mean, uh, with good posture, we're looking at the, the extent populations do it now. There's more of a chest expansion the breathing so i know that's really 180 degrees opposite and get this big full breath from the diaphragm we should see this belly breathing going on it's not really what apparently was going on and how we were devised to do it, and that's why it can feel so alien and a lot of this constriction as we might get confusion trying to do so much of this belly breathing that has nothing to do with it is really more about if we stand right and the breathing is going to kind of take care of itself uh, while we're standing there, take a look at your feet. Is there an equal weight distribution? I mean, you're talking really stand tall, and when you do that, do you feel it? Your hips will have a feel to them. Are they tucked in tight, like you think, I'm nice and Russian braced here? Or is your back really more swayed, kind of a lordosis uh, posture? Or is the pelvis and diverted? That is kind of tilted with the top of the uh, anterior pelvis to the fore. And again, we detail on what is kind of the correct way in the shoulder battery. But it's showing you the old schoolers were thinking, that sure, we're working in the shoulder musculature, but before you could put weight on top of these shoulders, before you could push through, the entire skeleton has to be aligned before you do it. So they thought that you've got to really make sure everything is stacked in this uh, preferred ideal position before you go to work. And that allows you to better make use of the shoulder musculature. So even though it looks like I'm only doing a shoulder exercise, they're thinking, no, no oh, you're you're doing an everything exercise from the soles of the feet up and speaking of the soles of the feet, whenever you're standing there, do you feel most of the weight through the fore of the foot, the entire foot service, or through the heels? Again, the old schoolers are very specific about not even whenever you, definitely when you have weight on you, but they're all talking about even when you're standing there free form, it should be the same position where the weight uh, will stand because that's your what you're holding yourself as in, in the entire day. That's where your weight's going to go. That's going to let you know you've got the skeletal alignment, and you've got to have proper skeletal alignment when you're doing some of these big pushes with the shoulder uh, the shoulder battery uh, or else you're going to lead to injury and they would also say if you would injure yourself with poor posture and the weight then if you would you're also injuring yourself with poor posture throughout the entire day even if there's no weight on it because you're carrying the skeleton around they're saying this is what led to lots of breakdowns over time hell entropy is the the name of the game we're all going to go down but old school thought is saying let's get it right not just in the gym let's get it everywhere Last but not least, one in front of that mirror, let you kind of slowly roll your shoulders around. And then you can also make some big uh, circles with the arms. Do you experience any discomfort or pain? Don't, don't work through that. I'm not asking you to injure yourself. Do you hear a bit of repetitive crunchiness? All right. And you mean a pop or two is normal. Like crepitation as gases escape the joint capsule. That's fine. But if the poppiness or crunchiness is persistent or painful, we're looking at something a little bit more there see now the old school thought they see the shoulder joint as not merely bulging delts to press heavier and heavier poundage overhead you know that, that can be part and parcel of, but that's down the road they saw it as a vital link between the skull that you carry above it and the arms that flow from the shoulders so we do want strength in it but we also want some pliancy about it and we want full use and it's just not about the exercise pushing it uh, you know pushing things around it's also about resetting them to a proper position to the old schoolers, the hips and the shoulders big keys to will everything and again that's what the shoulder batteries here we got a hip battery coming up about three four months down the road but let's stay with me now in the unleaded shoulder battery we'll cover four daily exercise this is anyone not just combat athletes anyone that you can and should be doing several times a day and if you do in the entire four i mean it takes you like 10 seconds this is whether you're working or driving or simply standing doing the dishes uh, and, and this allows you to constantly run an inventory make sure you're doing a reset we're going to go these exercises called the uh, uh, the water bearer it helps you activate the muscle called the longus coli which much much more about this and the in the weighted set and this will help you set where you need to be the rolling set the expansion the plumb bob make sure you're getting all your weight distribution right you definitely will be doing these before you get to the weighted set but these things really it's just like a 10 second inventory do it many many times throughout your day and you can find usually over the course of a week you can help reset some ideas that you might have been going through uh, with a lifetime hell i mean i do them all the time i'm doing them right now as i stand here and record this uh, podcast yeah i stand and walk around while i do all this and don't sit still in a booth probably accounts for the poor sound quality again that's part of where we got the name raw for our material some people say what does it stand for nothing but just raw feed man what you see is what you get this is just go just like it's in real life if you and i were standing there one-on-one Anyway, these exercises, uh, I talk about the four that everyone can and should do every day. It's not just for, uh, you know, the, the combat athlete. I'm not just talking about the black box crew, but if you just, you know, uh, if you have a spouse that says, yeah, oh, I've got neck pain, i got this, again, you know, introduce them to them because it's so easy, it doesn't hurt, it's not a sweaty thing, it's just something you can do. The exercises, again, they're less about conditioning than resetting the system so that we build uh, with the actual gym work uh, and that we persist outside of the gym at least to a 24-7, 365 improvement, not just the time where they're doing the gym. There is also a morning 10-second rhomboid reset that you can do. Right there on your bedroom floor. You break out and do it. It kind of sets the shoulder for what you want from the shoulder for the entire day. I mean, first thing in the morning, I pop out of bed, roll over there, open up the curtain, sit, hit the floor. I do this and remind myself, Hatmaker, this is where it's supposed to be, so let's kind of you know keep the eye on the prize. Again, all those prior exercises, are done daily. No rest days because they require no effort, just attention. You want to do these sorts of things often. Stay on it. They don't hurt. You can do it. It's going to be easy. Now, whenever it comes to the weighted approaches for the uh, shoulder battery, I mean, we're gonna give you, we give you two pr- approaches here. Both approaches should be low weight, particularly in the beginning as we reset the shoulders and back and re-educate. Movement, make sure that we're getting things where we want them to be. Well, I mean, one need never push for high weight as we move on with either program, but hard charges will do so after the resetting program. Now, I myself, yeah, I, there's some of these that I do push higher and higher poundages all the time, but I'm telling you, I started with five pounds. Everything I started out with is nothing. So I could make, so I could reset. I wanted to truly test and see how this goes. There's an assumption that, well, because I can do a, a few push presses, at, you, know, you know, 165, I mean, I'll be, be fine doing this. No, I'm talking, I dropped this to broomstick. I ain't lying. I got to make sure you give full legitimacy uh, to the program. You're doing these things often enough. The, the, uh, the gains will come quick. Now, the program one is called the GATA. This is just four exercises. It's just four. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You only do one of these four daily on a revolving basis. There is a core exercise that is done more often with the other three working rotation as follows. Now, I use a three-on-one-off schedule. So, I mean, I'll do three days of training, one day off, and then again on three. But again, if uh, we're familiar with the idea I talk about, we have uh, you know shifting interlocks or rolling interlocks. For example, on the shoulder, though, I'll do that core exercise on day one, my auxiliary on the next day back to core. Then uh, there's an off day. And then back to an auxiliary number two, back to core. So that core is, uh, if I'm doing three-on-one off in the course of a week, that core exercise getting hit three times a week, that's the one that's going to wind up having some you know, poundage on it. If you decide to, never have to, push up. The auxiliaries don't have to. They start out really low in weight, and they come up to way, just a little bit light medium because you're kind of filling in holes with these auxiliaries. You're letting the big core one do the primary work, and everything else is making sure we keep the shoulder health as we go along again they'll be covered in excruciating detail uh, so when the poundages go higher the shoulder girdle the elbows the back and the neck are not wrecked and again you've got to trust the apprenticeship now, program two would consist of those four exercises plus additional exercises, those who have some maybe pre existing uh, shoulder problems in the past or merely like extra work. Now, full disclosure, I'm, I provide these for historical context, what a lot of some of the old timers were doing with it. I no longer do this, these, uh, these additional exercises. I, I find the daily resets that we've just discussed and the GADA program gives me everything I need. So, but I will present these additional four exercises, and I'm going to leave it to you to decide if more is better. Now, we've really been making much ado about the warrior walking program because I think you can do so much of this for resetting the lower body uh, as well as building an incredible cardio base without really having to do what looks like cardio whatsoever and also get you outside, get you alive and awake. We're presenting the shoulder battery before the warrior walking because I think uh, when we get close, you're going to find out the when people think walking, they're just thinking well, it's down here in the legs, right? Well, it's got, there's much ado to be made about uh, the hips, so on and so forth. There's also much to be said about the posture and we are finding out that resetting first, getting to the shoulder area, resets what the walking has to do from the upper half of the body, and then make sure we all you know, get it back to work. Anyway, that's, uh, I know it all sounds sales pitchy, it is, but if we think about when we go back to uh, the initial battery, thinking about how we look, how perhaps, you know, thumbs running forward. I think uh, one of the social media posts I provided some of the uh, uh, images of Charles Bronson almost always was this guy standing with a proper shoulder alignment, and we also want to think about when you're carrying things. Often whenever we do a heavy load, I, I don't care if you're grabbing a trap bar. Or if uh, you're, you're doing deadlifts and stuff, we have a tendency to put things in front of us, and that's also leads to that tendency for that shoulder roll. Sometimes if you watch people pick up and grab two bags of, uh, of groceries, the shoulders will start rounding forward, and they go, ooh, ooh, no, 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 no. We're trying to find that reset where that's not the way we work. Either the, the direct hang where the shoulder's almost at midline or almost behind you, or even if you bend the elbows where you're going to see the hand like in a curl position and you're carrying things, the shoulders will still stay behind. We're going to be covering all those tips in there because the shoulder reset is key, key, key. And I want to say again, if you're old like me, take a look at old photos of Mr. Bronson. If you're not old like me, take a look at old photos of Mr. Bronson. You can see what low weight, and again, this is coming from old schoolers, but he was a devotee of old school thought as well. It kind of gives you, uh, since we can get some more contemporary photos of what it looks like, even standing, laxing, and leaning on on such, you're getting an idea of how to find this way to put the skeletal skeletal stack in a proper context. Again, we cover all this in the shoulder battery and uh, clearly i'd love you to pick it up because you know that keeps roof over the head hopefully this still gave you food for thought or let you realize if anything we gain out of this what we do in the gym is usually 25, 35, 45 minutes hell, hours probably too long for for anybody but usually we do all this scrupulous work for our body and detail and then we step out and we leave it alone and we got 23 hours the rest of the day to have a poor habit that will not be a corrective. It's important to have exercises or concepts like daily resets that we can do often and and actually get ourselves a little bit of a rejuvenation. We're not going to go backwards, the clock is still kicking down, but we can try and stave off things as much as possible. Anyway, crew, take care of yourself. Appreciate it if you dig what you're hearing here, like support, subscribe, share the podcast, all that noise. You you know how this thing is done. Take it easy.